2: If it comes by injection, we will all, you know, maybe every day get the injection. No, it comes by what? It comes by what? It comes by reading the word. It comes by connecting with the word. It comes by allowing yourself to be in his presence. It comes by accessing the grace of God. The scripture says, don't run away. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Whatever you have done. Don't run away from the presence of the Lord. Even if you have made a mistake, don't run away. Come to the presence of the Lord. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Because you have an high priest. There is somebody there who understands your problems. He had been in problems before. And he understands. He will help you. He will give you grace in time of need. So come. Come boldly to the throne of grace. So that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. My grace is sufficient for you. The grace of the Lord is only available in his presence. In his presence, meaning in his word. In his presence, meaning with his spirit. By his spirit, with his presence, you will have grace. The suffering of the righteous doesn't make him unrighteous, less righteous, or less spiritual. Do you know that? If you are suffering, or if you are going through difficulty as a Christian, as a righteous person, as a man of God, you know, as a preacher, whatever, as a, as a pastor, as an apostle, or just as a Christian, does it make you any less a Christian? Hmm? Does it make you less righteous? Oh, because you are suffering. Now you are less of a Christian. Oh, because he's suffering. Oh, that means he's not as spiritual. Hmm? Oh, he's suffering, so he's not as spiritual. No. When Apostle Paul was going through this in 2 Corinthians 12, did that make him less spiritual? Yes, he felt weak. He felt like less spiritual, but he wasn't less spiritual. He felt like it. Amen? But that was for him to depend on the Lord, not to depend on himself. Because sometimes, you know, we kind of get to know too much. Knowledge puffs up, but Charity, love does what? Edify. Knowledge like puffs you up. Knowledge like makes your head big. You know? Knowledge like, not like makes your head big. But charity or love edifies you, builds you up. Amen? God doesn't want us to be puffed up, to be high minded. He wants us to remain humble. Because in the place of, of humility is exhortation, in the place of humility is grace. In the place of humility, we receive more grace. More grace. He gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but does what? Give grace to the humble. So God, wanting to keep the apostle, the great apostle, the powerful apostle, under check or in check, in humility, allowed some things into his life. So that he would not feel too big, and people would not look at him, as if he was a god amen now these days there is that mentality sometimes that some people because you are like this or that you you know because you you're passing through a problem or passing through a situation oh as if you are not a man of god or as if you are not a christian oh we sometimes have the feeling that oh if I am like this. If I'm, people will look at me like I'm not spiritual. Amen. Oh, people will look at me like I've done something wrong. That's the way we feel. Amen. And certainly an apostle will feel like that. But really, the fact that you're passing through anything doesn't make you less spiritual in the name of Jesus. When being buffeted, Jesus was still Lord. When being crucified and hanging on the cross, Jesus was still Lord. Even in the grave, he was Lord. Amen. Now, you think of Jesus being beaten up. And you the man of aren't you a son of God? Just like the devil came. You're hungry. Just command the stones to become bread. Aren't you a child of God? Now you are in that high place and you feel like falling. Just no. Jump down and command the angels because they will give charge over you. Whatever situation we might be passing through, God is still God. Jesus Christ still being propheted, still being you know crucified and hanging on the cross he was still lord amen he said of course they said to him aren't you aren't you a child of god you you healed the sick you raised the dead now you can't do anything now like, what did he say to them if i wanted i would do what my my father was send a legion of angels to deliver me so it's not because i'm no longer a child of god that's why i'm suffering this. no So you may be suffering. You may be going through whatever it is. God has allowed it. But that doesn't make you less a child of God. Jesus Christ in the grave was still Lord. Even the dead dry bones of Elijah still did what? Raised the dead. Still raised a dead man. The the dry bones of Elijah. Have you ever read that? The man of God was already dead and buried. And they were taking a man, I believe a son of a widow, and they were going to bury this young person. I believe they stumbled on the, the, the uh, grave of Elijah. And the let's read that. And basically, this the corpse um, fell on the grave of Elijah and touched his bones. And the, the dead man rose. He came alive. But you would think that the man of God already died. And there was no power. He was no longer a man of God. Amen. But even in the grave, the word of God was still powerful. Amen. Even in prison, Apostle Paul and Silas were still praying and singing. Even in the face of the flame of fire and death, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego still believed God. The suffering of the righteous does not make or take, does not take away from the faithfulness and goodness of God. Can you, can you, can you. Can you, can you hear that? Do you hear that? The suffering of the righteous does not take away from the faithfulness and goodness of God. Then Elijah died and they buried him. Second Kings thirteen twenty. Then Elijah died and they buried him. And the raiding bands from Moab invaded the land in the spring of the year. So it was as they were burying a man that suddenly they spied a band of raiders. And they put the man in the tomb of Elijah. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elijah, he revived and stood on his feet. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 6, we're going to link 2 Corinthians 5 with it next week. So 2 Corinthians chapter 6, we read from verse 6. From verse 3, we give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God. We Behave ourselves in whatever situation we're passing through, we actually carry ourselves. you know we present ourselves, we hold up ourselves as ministers of God. Now Paul was not just saying this about himself and about others, others who were ministers with him, but he was also saying, saying that he was also saying that to challenge the Corinthians. To say that you, God, to carry yourselves as ministers of God, as servants of God, as co-workers with God. Because that's what he actually started with in verse 1. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in, in vain. Meaning, we plead with you to be workers together with him. We are pleading with you that you will walk with God. Just as we are workers together with God, we are also saying, please, walk with God. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. Use his grace to walk in his vineyard. So he was challenging the Christians. He was challenging the Christians to live up to the ministry or live up to the gospel. Live up to the grace of God. And he's saying, we behave ourselves so that the ministry or the gospel is not blamed. In verse 4, it says, But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God or as servants of God, as co-workers together with God, in everything. If you begin to read the list of the things in here, basically, he's saying in everything, in everything, whatever the situation may be, that we use the grace of God. We use the grace of God to behave ourselves. We use the grace of God to commend ourselves, to show ourselves as children of God. When patience was needed, the grace of God provided the patience. When in tribulations, in needs, in distresses. Now, do you see that as an apostle, as ministers of God, you can be in distresses? Hmm? You can be in needs. Amen? Do you see that? But in all things, we commend or present ourselves. We show ourselves as ministers of God. As Christians, in whatsoever situation you are passing through, show yourself, present yourself as a Christian. Let people see you as a Christian. That situation may call for patience. It may be in tribulations. You may be in needs. You may be going through distresses. In fact, stripes and imprisonment. Wow. Christians in in prison, not because of wrongdoing. Amen. In torments, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings by purity, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by evil reports and good reports. Even people will talk bad about, about you. When they talk bad about you, when they gossip about you on your job, what do you do? You, you, I'm going to stand up to their face. I'm going to blow them up. That will not be Christian. Amen? You're going to challenge them and you're going to curse them out. Uh -uh. A Christian won't behave like that. You are not presenting yourself as a Christian, as a minister of God, as a servant of God.